This podcast is brought to you by All Things Film. Awesome. No, it, it really is. All Things Film, the web's premier collection of independent movie and TV related podcasts. For more, check out www.allthingsfilm.co.uk or search All Things Film on iTunes, Stitcher or TuneIn Radio. And now, on with the show. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Hello and welcome to episode 66 of the Films is Where Movie Podcast. I'm your host Stu and joining me today is Guthrie. Alright. I couldn't be bothered being clever. I could not be bothered being clever. Um, Speaking of that sleep deprivation. Jurassic Park Holland Dane, so fucking something along those lines, but. I. Let's do something in there. Anyway, we'll work on that. Yeah. So, hi. Films is Where in episode 66. Yeah. But back, uh, right away, we have to kind of... Backtrack. Aye. Safety not guaranteed. Uh, well, Netflix podcast. Aye, we couldn't guarantee you that podcast this week. Uh, because Netflix... I was positive it was on there. That's how I saw it in the first place. Went yeah. to go look for it. Gone. They never tell you when they take this shit away. You can't buy a DVD from it anywhere. There's no idea the film, obviously. Aye, there's, there's, not, there's no such thing like Amazon now. Oh, I know. Well, I've been doing so many things on eBay recently, I wouldn't buy a DVD for you. Oh, no, nah. What's the other one? Wait. I can but that's... Owned, I was going to... Owned by foreigners now. I was just going to get old and I'm British I'm sure they could have rented an Apple there and got the Apple probably could have rented it. It'll be somewhere, but, ah. you know. Uh, so today's film, uh, still keeping in with the, the connections, the seven degrees of films as well, it is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. Just because Chris Pratt. Uh, yeah, that's Chris Pratt. That's it. Uh, so we didn't think too hard about this one. Um, we did discuss it though. We did sort of chuck that out there last time, and then we sort of tried to go for something a bit more. Exactly. Out there. It's gonna be that, or like the original Jurassic Park, or oh. some random. Oh no! Why, why did, did you not? Like, hey. I've watched it so many times recently. It's like I could have just repeat the whole film for you in time. We talk, and <laughs> we we don't need the audiobook. Uh, <sighs> so obviously, if you haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy, this is a spoiler warning. I'm sure you have by now. Ah, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Right, we're fine. Uh, the film is directed by James Gunn, director of okay. films such as Super, Super, uh, somewhat superhero movie starring Rain Wilson and Ellen Page. Was that that wasn't that one I gave you for birthday? Yeah, you got it from a Christmas one. Christmas, yeah, yeah. And you also directed films like Sliver. Which is like a, yeah, a kind of hit horror. horror. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say it was a hit, but it, was no, like, it kind of got a. It got a pop. Like, it might not have been big in cinemas, but it got a big following afterwards. Yeah, it's got a bit so, of pop. I'm sure we went and had it the region at one point. Yeah, I think that was before it. That was before it, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, I'm sure we went like Halloween. I, I can't be bothered yeah. in the high, but. Oh, I think I'm right! I think I'm right! <laughs> just did it, just did it. <laughs> Shit. Okay, so the film, again. Yep. James Gunn. The film stars Chris Pratt as Peter Quill, yes. Zoe uh, Salanda as Gamora, Dave Bautista as Drax, Vin Diesel as Groot, Bradley Cooper as Rocket, Lee Pace as Ronan, Michael Rooker as Yondu, Karen Gillan as Nebula, 
Demogen Honosu is Cora, John C. Riley is Corpse Day, Glenn Close is Nova Prime, Belenicio del Toro is a collector, and more people. Yeah. lots of other people. Even to that point, I'd probably just stick with the Guardians and the Baddy and we'll leave it there. I thought it was right there, it's a star studded cast. Oh, it is. Um, Somebody open the checkbook. Ah, uh, tell me, what happens in Guardians of the Galaxy? Nobody becomes Guardian of the Galaxy, fights bad guy over what every other Avenger Marvel film seems to be going towards. It's sort of the, is it the five deadly sins of the, the oh these the Infinity the Gems, Infinity Gems yeah, ah. which make up um, a big coin fist. Ah, a big jeweled glove. Which like would hot It's going hotly Kelly, that's. Ah, but yeah, it. effectively, so Chris Pratt is. Um, Him and Rag Tag, Group of Misfits. More or less, yeah. They're just sort of. the universe. On the galaxy. They're, they're not even sort of randomly thrown together, they're sort of all bumping into each other, and they really try to get Chris, Carter, Chris Pratt arrested for. He's, he's a, a bandit, sort of. Ah, he's a Star Lord. He's a Star Lord, yeah. So from there, it just sort of slowly becomes they become a group to fight. Whatever shit gets flung at them. More or less. Eventually having to save the galaxy. Etc. 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 Okay. Rather than going through the story beat for beat, I've got a bunch of questions and just different bits. Ooh. Let's try and be a little different. We'll see. We'll probably just go back to the story. But, uh, overall, what do you think of the film? I thought it was quite good. I thought it was a bit long. For being uh, the first every, one in a... Everything has to have at least two hours on it. I'll see what it is. Well, like, superhero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for it being a, I don't know, I just thought there was a lot to take in, a lot of characters for it being the first, because to me, you have your sort of, your main five, your group, um, your Star Wars, Gamora and Star Wars. But then you have all your sort of other sub-characters that sort of go through it the, the whole time, like sort of, um, Star Wars we click from the beginning. Michael Rooker's yeah, group and Nova Prime. Not the wrestler. Not the wrestler. But, um, anyway. So I can remember the wrestler for one now, but, uh, so, back. <laughs> yes. Go. Keep going on it. Ah, so, we're all a bit confused, actually. Ah, so, uh, when did you, what, I was gonna say, when did you see this film for the first time? Obviously, it just came out last Not year, but. Too long ago, actually. Did you see it? Pictures? No, 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 but it totally skipped me until it came to Sky. Right. Which wouldn't be too long ago. It's one of the things that I've never actually been interested in the Guardians of the Galaxy, but that's probably because I didn't know too much about it. Exactly. I saw it advertised, like, Avengers comes out, yeah, we'll see it, Spider-Man comes out, we'll see it, X-Men, Guardians of the Galaxy, I haven't really heard of it. Ah, yeah, it's not like a, a class A it's, superhero It's even the cast that was like, uh, I watched the film, and until, well, I sort of had to go back and, like, review it for this, no idea that Vin Diesel was Groot and uh, Bradley Cooper Aye. was... the the... Ratchet, no. Aye. <laughs> Rocket the Raccoon. Rocket the Raccoon, yeah. So I had no idea they were even in the film, and it's like, so it made it sort of... Aye, so the, the, the thing, there was some star power behind it, yeah. but it wasn't like Vin Diesel and fucking Bradley Cooper's face is blasted That's all right, over. It's like, yeah, Vin Diesel in it, and you've sort of then put the Batista as Bradley, and you're sort of thinking, could Vin Diesel not have done that? And then sort of... Aye. Batista as, but... Yeah. Uh, so, like, the opening scene where, like, were you expecting such, like, a sober opening scene of, uh, ah, mum's dying of cancer in the 80s? It's like, alright, that was, I thought this film was supposed to have a good sense of humour to it. This is quite sobering. 
Uh, well, it was a bit sort of quite dark way to start. It was, sort of, it was almost like a damp down it. it was, to me, it's was something that nobody knows. Nobody, well, I'm sure there's a lot of people do know about the Galaxy outside mm-hmm. before the film. Um, you, you'd expect them to be like, like battle, or everything starts with a battle with Iron Man, or like something getting blown up. And it's just sort of a bit more dark, a bit more. I'm just waiting for the boy to start getting beaten around or something by his father, a drunken father. <laughs> like, and then how can this get any worse? Well, you've been abducted and sent to space. Oh, damn it. No, it's a bit sort of. I don't know, it's just sort of, it was quite a depressing start to it, and it just. Aye. But it did build from there, and it sort of brought you out of it a wee bit. Exactly, like, it kind of done the, the flash forward to yeah. what he's doing now, and he's on this. It's like cassettes, that's, that's the. Yeah. How many million years into the future, and you have a cassette player, and that's your prime. Aye, and that's it. It kind of keeps up like that serious tone when he's on like the first desolate planet, and he's sitting, he's, he's on like the hunt for the orb, yeah. and it's just like this planet that's destroyed, and he's kind of, he's to see what was there, like all these yeah. buildings, Lassie playing with a pet dog, and he goes there, and it's just like uh, hot springs and rubble. Then he gets into the cave and puts, that's it, puts the cassette player on. So yeah, that's what, that's what like, Queen I want to do. He's like, I want to break free. And he starts just hoover in the place looking for the arms. <laughs> oh, so he kind of starts dancing along to what tunes on and starts kicking these little space rats about and that's the use of one as a microphone. Yeah, it's... And that's it, he kind of like, it like, breaks the tension going, ah! Oh. Like that, that, to me that would have been like a, a better start to the film. And then, as the film goes on, learn a bit more of a backstory to um, mm-hmm. so it just stuff that way. But then again, it's Aye. something that a lot of films don't really do, but Marvel-wise, they'll start with your sort of, I think it's blowing up, everyone's hunky-dory, and then you sort of have your, your sort of, you slip into your, oh god, shit's going down, Aye. and post it, oh, 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 that's the right Because mm-hmm. this one is probably more comical than the rest. The rest do have like a mix of series tones. Yeah. Some like human, like all of them's got a fucking sense of humour on them, or one of them that's like a one Aye. Aye. Uh, so, like, when Gratz and the whole stuff about like the Star Lord gag, yeah. like, he, he's Peter Quill, and he's like, but you might not be by my other name. Like, Star Lord, fucking famous, uh, reckless hero, and this, that, and the next, and I go, who? That, that's the greatest option mask ever. <laughs> ah, it is. I did like the costume design, like, it looks definitely it's like Indiana hand. Jones would put a hat but with a gas mask. Mm-hmm. So that's it. it was sort of like a more advanced gas mask, I guess, just because you're breathing yeah. oxygen, you're not sort of going in space with and choke and die. Um, obviously, the film is heavy with like 80s nostalgia. Yeah. Because I, that's I like all, all, mm-hmm. all he's left with is like. Like when he'd been harassed at the start and dude was in pushing him, he was like, alright, Ninja Turtle, calm down, calm down. And. There's just like little jokes like that, uh, fucking seeing trolls dotted all over the film. Uh, oh, and again, like obviously the fucking soundtracks are heavy, like a big well, piece of this film. And I think it, it must have been like fucking uh, every song was fucking chosen for a certain reason, and it wasn't just like. Uh, it could just be like a, a now, that's what I call Guardians of the Galaxy. Ah, exactly. Just. It could have been that. But I, I feel the director's probably specifically chosen certain songs for certain bits. There's always like, that I wonder if it, well, it's not read in the comics that... No, I've not it. 
if you went into it, there was maybe a big 80s sort of thing through that, or is oh. it just a thing that the director went with himself? Well, I'd, I'd imagine, like, probably the comics they started even before the 80s. Yeah. I mean, you do, like, Marvel stuff, like, also went back oh. to the fucking 80s, 70s, thinking about 60s, but it definitely stuff that the 70s onwards. Well, um, it was, because, um, what the, you know, the World War, there was sort of early Marvel sort of... Maybe I was just about to say there's Captain America books during the Second World War, but that's just fucking the film Captain America that they did. No, because they brought because it Captain Britain or whatever it was, Mr. Either any name you could come up with is probably like a, a superhero yeah. character that's been chosen already and has books it, but I imagine there's probably Guardians books going back as far as fucking early eighties that'll be yeah. worth ridiculous money now. Um this week, this touch it was. And you got the franchise touch. What was the name? Aye, uh, Michael Rooker. Yeah. Like shows up as the fucking Meryl Dixon slash Avatar. Like as you said, the leader of like his old gang. Uh, uh, he he like that's when you start realizing they have quite a strong supporting cast. Like yeah. amongst like the Nova Prime officers, you've got John C. Riley as like the smart ass guy. Uh, Mickey Rourke. Nope, nope, that's the wrestler. Uh, Michael Rooker uh, is like more or less the no nonsense uh, gang leader. Yeah, or, which uh, Star Wars might be a part of, but sort of fucked over. Ah, he's obviously been like a part of their crew and he's fucked off his own direction. And it's probably not been done on like. Best terms. Exactly, because he always seems a bit pissed off in it. Like him and his fucking wee whistle stick. I that's just. Oh, that whistle stick's awesome. That, like, that puts Harry Potter's fucking one to shame, eh? Just like, yeah. Because to the point where I almost the think, <laughs> to the point where I think, uh, we'll get to like the main bad guy soon enough. But like, he's almost a bigger threat. I think like that. That was what I, I was. The film was going. It's like, to me, having the main bad guy couldn't be wait for the second film because. You've got enough sort of side characters and casts in there, like just getting them together was a almost like the Avengers. I know you have your one common threat to unite, but it's huh. the same sort of thing. So they're all sort of the subdivision amongst them all, trying to do one over for bounty for whatever it is, an orb for just anything. Yeah. They're all basically they've all got their own individual sort of like, end game that they want to get to, but mm-hmm. at the same time they're all sort of they have to pull each other along just to get to their end game, but. The cat's screech a little over at the same time. Exactly. And then, as you say, you've got him at the other eye of but he's sort of almost, he's always there. Whenever the shit's going down, he's always somewhere there or thereabout, either Aye, helping or against, sure. which, Aye. to me, they couldn't just use that and went with and had him as, hmm. like, he's your bad guy for this first film, but he will have become one of the gang and, see, film two or three because this other guy appears. Exactly. They've not killed him, so it could be a. But that's in the universe now. He could easily have us part of the sequel. Uh, he could show up for like just ten minutes, do what he needs to do, and leave. Yeah. But it, it's good that they have that thing where he could probably just like either sell them out or double cross. Like that's at right. any point, just. I think it's now that everybody knows about uh, all the different sort of and the fact Infinity Jewels now. Mm-hmm. Anybody could be after them, which is if he got hold of one, say. Don't know what it is, but you've got the vision in the Avengers film, mm. which is one of them, and then you've got tested after, and then you've got this. Aye, so that's what three, but there's another two out there that he could easily become the next sort of. Aye, there's, there's been plenty of them. Uh, but what, the, the 
that's so let's go to like the main bad guy. Like Ronan the accuser. Yeah. Now what shit name. They've <laughs> um he he has been like kind of widely regarded as one of the more like paper thin Marvel villains. Yeah. Uh, and people are starting to see this. This is a theme that Marvel don't seem to fully develop. Like the villains, maybe uh, like Loki's probably gotten more development, but he's been in say three, three at least three films by now. Two, like two Thor's and Avengers. Exactly. So that's was he in? No, he got cut from the most recent one. He was meant to be. He was in. supposed to have been in the sequel, but they thought it was a bit forced that they were going to push him in it as well as all the other shit that was happening. he's meant to be back to the next one in some form. Ah, like, because obviously, by the end of Thor 2, like, we, every time you see him, you think he dies, but he doesn't. Double Watson. And, uh, exactly. He's pretending to be uh, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Like, Odin. So he's now king. So, like, he's still, aye. So he's still there, so I'd maybe like Thor 3, like Ragnarok, that might be a time where they, yeah. they deal with him and pretend to kill him again. Uh, but Moroni and Accuser, like, being a paper-thin Marvel villain, I think everyone notices that uh, Thor the Dark World's uh, Christopher Eccleston's yeah. Dark Elf character seems to be the, the worst defender of, like, who is he, what reason is he here, the Saturn X thing, but uh, Ronan Accuser. Mm, he's got a hammer, and he just looks like a really bad computer. Like he's almost sort of like space Marlon Manson. Like I don't know, Marlon Manson is taking the problem. <laughs> and like I, he's like he's got the fucking mascara face paint on, where like he's had a kid's greet. He's got and he's got assassin's creed skills. He, he's got the he's got the he's got a hood and. Uh, I don't know. I just don't seem to put any qualities or shit in stuff. It was just like right. Draw me a baddie that could be in space, looks like he's got a few moves and has some sort of weapon. Ah. That, that's the description, and we will pay you handsomely. But that's that's why I think like uh, Yondu, like Mickey Rooks, Michael Rookers. Uh, oh. oh man, that is. Oh, edit. I need to just like start again. <laughs> no, no, it's too far in. Um, like he he proved like him and his fucking whistle stick is a bigger threat than that dude in his hammer, even with the Infinity Gem in it. Like, I still think, like, it's, he's not the best bad guy, not the worst, but, I, I guess this is it. Even the Power Rangers have more than one bad guy in an episode, <laughs> This so. is, like, the first movie boss, like, he's the one that get the ray, get out the way, because there's a bigger yeah. threat, like, the Thanos is, yeah, Thanos is, is all over this thing, and again, like, just sits there in his chair going, ah, say something really threatening, then turn around and fly off into space. I was thought it was like a giant commode happy thing, yeah, <laughs> just sort of, I'm taking a shit here, do not disturb, here's your gem, now fuck off. Have a Cree calzone, it's dead, did not agree with me. <laughs> um, but, the whole tone and, like, look of Guardians of the Galaxy, like, I think last night when watching it for maybe the third, I'm trying to sum up, it's almost like the sense of humour, the, the sort of character designs, the whole universe kind of reminds me of like it's Avengers meet Looney Tunes. Like, oh, Space Jam. Fuck, it might be Space Jam. <laughs> the Marvel's uh, version of Space Jam. Exactly. Uh, because like you've got all these real proper like cartoon characters going out, like, you've got bright yellow, Bright purple, yeah. like really colourful characters. Yeah, it's what, what might have 
I don't know, worked in their favour if they're done. What they seem to be doing for uh, Marvel at the moment is to build City of the Dust. And of course, if I do it here, everywhere you're dead, they're like your sort of small mini series on Netflix or whatever. So if they'd done that with it, so you knew who Walking Through it was, who Dracula was, so and you got a bit more so you know who these characters were, even if they were a cartoon out beforehand. Because most, most things for Marvel or even DC, I got this a cartoon for the film, I mean Batman, Spider-Man, Teen Titans. I think nowadays there is a fucking boatload of Marvel yeah. uh, cartoons. But there, there is actually nothing on this, it's just sort of there, it's here, and you've I got a lot. Possibly after the film, there's, yeah. I think there is something like maybe just coming out now, but like. Because to me, that's it. If they're going to try and hit a market with something, they need to put, even if it is only like 15 minute episodes, like some of them are 15 minute episodes now, ah, and just chuck a shitload of stuff out there. Merchandise. Uh, so people are like, oh, this is what this is. Because to me, that was. My hardest thing is, it took me a bit of time to even get there's a story involved. Um, and I'm just like, oh look at that character, oh look at him, look at him, and I was getting too side distracted because there was, as you said, so much going on. Like, when they're in the prison, you look at your screens and all that, and shapeshifters, you've got everything in there. Mm-hmm. And you're sort of like, oh yeah, that's, he's pretty cool, oh, what, look at the size him, oh look, he, he can do, he's a frog, he's a whatever, and you're sort of like, mm-hmm. that sort of blew my world more than anything. It's like, how the fuck does it all breathe the same and look the same and love the same? And Aye. it's like, this is no Star Wars, it's just like. Mm-hmm. I think next time when you're getting filmed, we're not going to get that much sweets. I had too much sugar. Uh, so also like early on, if we get like the introduction of Groot and like Rocket Raccoon. Uh, also, this one, this one will really count for you because I was gonna say, were you let down when you noticed uh, Rocket didn't sound like Bradley Cooper? I'd not be like Exactly. That that might that's saying it like that. That's probably the point. Like, but is that done on purpose? Aye. Like you don't want to look at that and like go. That's fucking Bradley Cooper, that's a boy for a hangover. And then you just think, focus on that, whereas it's the guy who said the lines, the tweaked the audio yeah. to the point where it's it's different, and then like you just like, ah, oh, it's this, this fucking, like, raccoon's funny as hell, you got all these good one liners, and you're not, like, thinking, oh my god, there's a fucking dude for the hangover, he's so cool. One of the first things I read was more through the group, that seemed like he'd done all these lines in seven hours or something like that, and he's never been to shoot again because. Ah, well, the whole thing's CGI for him, so it was just a case of walking, blah blah blah, I'm brute, I'm brute, I'm brute, I'm brute, and then fuck off. And that's, I'm positive there's like a video of Vin Diesel doing his lines and then also repeating his lines in different languages for the foreign markets, so it's. Fuck you, there's my trivia out the window. Ah! <laughs> so I like probably him doing it in Japanese, Dutch, like. Do you want to stop so I can actually repeat this later on? No, because then I've heard it already. Uh, right. Uh, so, that's it. This this film... Actually, I'd seen an Honest Trailers video online where they broke down Guardians of the Galaxy and basically said they're the Space Avengers. Like, you've got your martial arts woman deadly assassin, yeah. Marsha Black Widow. Uh, for You've got your super strong... Uh, Basically, Drat the Destroyer, but like, oh, he, say he's Hulk. He's basically uh, Thor. It doesn't, it doesn't understand sense of humor. Like he's quite broad. He doesn't have a weapon. Super strong, so it's just like that's the strong man. And uh, you've yeah. got your mutating creature, Groot. Uh, mm-hmm. Aye, that's your Hulk. Uh, 
your wise-cracking uh, smart-mouth Rocket Raccoon Tony Stark. Oh. And then you've kind of got your every-man-turned-superhero Captain America Star-Lord. Like, he got taken away, like, man frozen in time. Like, he was yeah, frozen in yeah. the 60s, he was taken from the 80s, brought back and up. And a pizza delivery guy. So, like, there is all this stuff where it's like, it's fucking Marvel's Space Avengers. So, is this just Futurama then? That's like a bit of a whole episode on its own. Uh, so obviously like, all these guys get thrown together when like Chris Pratt tries to cash in like the ore to get his payment. Yeah. Then like that that's like a team up moment, like Groot and Rocket get in there, uh, fucking Gamora gets in there. It's, I feel it was almost like oh, watching all them fighting was like a wrestling match. There's so many false oh, finishes and right. it was like, Oh wait, uh, fucking Style Lord's got the ore. Oh I know. Uh, Gamora's got the orb. Oh wait, the ah, the fucking oh no, he's got a rocket on her. She flew away. Now he's got it. Oh wait, the fucking bad gun. And then it's like, oh wait, he's, he's been tased. They open the bag. Oh, he shot her with the gun. Shit, there's the police. Alright, all get lifted. All get sent to prison. Uh, fucking Star Lord gets like the Rambo treatment. Tased, washed, doing in the like just fucking hit with the hose. All this whilst like blue suede's playing in the background. Um, was this just a show off as like sort of newfound six pack and look at me and my guns opposed to... I, I always loved that internet meme where like obviously in the trailer it's got that slow shot of him standing there with his six pack sweating and it's all steamy. Then there's that image under it which was a screen cap from Parks and Recreation which yep. was shows on before and it just says uh, my favourite food is butter. And it's just like him looking a bit chubby going mm. <laughs> So it was like the comparisons of Maybe Fox should start doing this butter diet. <laughs> Just run everything right at you. Uh, so, I we mentioned a wee bit earlier, but the mixtape uh, is a huge element to this yeah. film. Did, I, I, I did, you get a, did you get along with the soundtrack? Did you like? I know most of it. Aye, yeah, I mean, just like a child on the oh, late 80s. Late 80s. But, um, yeah, yeah, no, it was one of these things that, like, most of have heard, so I would say a lot that came on, but. I was like, I was always in high school. I was like metal, nothing else. Well, it's me, I'm fucking metal to the fucking core. Mwah, metal, six six six. And then start playing, and you start singing along. And then it's like, Jesus Christ, look, these songs are all fucking really good. And like, shit gets stuck in your head. It's like, man, I really do like uh, fucking pina coladas. What's that for? Oh, long long walks in the rain. <laughs> exactly, all that. Shit. And I thought, I need to get the album. So. What did Lovers in prison have protective over his like headphones and up and then the scooter guy's taken off and just like Ah, it was like, Hey you big blue bastard, that's my head like, that's my Sony Walkman. Which like it's not really a plug because it doesn't exist now. Yeah. Like I'm sure it does. Maybe that's yeah. like regenerated the fucking cassette um, player. Sony did regenerate the Walkman into the phone sets for a while, so you got the Sony Walkman and it was like a blue and red phone and you slid it one way and it became your mp3 player right aye and that's how they sort of evolved the walking but I don't know if you still have anything nowadays mm-hmm. but that's it like there's probably fucking hipsters out there with it cassette players aye with, with the fucking headphones on and go oh no man I've always liked cassette takes I'm, I'm pretty sure Green still has one <laughs> but I that's no I think that's just him Um, let's see other notes so obviously, like when we get to prison, that's when we kind of get introduced to Big Dave as Drax the Destroyer. Yeah. Well, like that was probably the biggest thing that surprised me 
hopefully it may be surprise you that he's fucking great in this film. Oh, he is. And it's always the biggest surprise when you think, right, former WWE wrestlers, eh, leave it, go into Hollywood, do half a, half a dozen straight to DVD shitty action films. And then get this. Then they get this, and they're like, holy fuck. It's, I think it just goes to show, like, maybe under the right direction, what could yeah. be amazing. Oh, yes. His actual part was look big, act big, say very little, but when you say to him, like, you're funny, but folk uh, are kind of laughing at you, not with you. Yeah, and to be fair, as a wrestler, that was what he was a lot of the times, either like yelling, because that's what wrestlers do. Ah, it just seemed or like being able to laugh at beat up folk. You know, dumbass, and he's sort of just put both together. He's, he's sort of yelling, but he's not yelling. It's like, the old shit with sitting calling him a thesaurus, and like, don't you call me a thesaurus. And he's like, no, it's a metaphor, it went over your head. Nothing would go over my head, and, and they told me my reflexes are so vast I would catch anything that would go. Okay. <laughs> and that's it, you would just laugh at like kind of how stupid he sounds, but it's it's just really genuinely smart writing where it's made like characters like Drax the Destroyer, his family was killed, and this, that, and that, and it's his job to fucking kill this boy that's killed his family. And you thought, fuck, this is a bit serious. And the vote total lightened them up by just. Making them not not yes. the joke of the film, but in prison you expect him to be like the build that he gets to like he would single handedly take out anything. Aye. But as the film goes along, you sort of realise he's not actually much better than any of them. He's sort of he, he seems to be bulletproof, which is unreal. Like when they're trying to do their fucking prison break and they've got uh, those be a uh, fucking biscuit, not fucking uh, bread uh, barrels. The fucking machine guns flying around. That was one of the funniest bits because they're trying to like um, escape and he's like, right, you, you get the battery, right, you get the log, you get this, and he's like, you, get that guy's leg. Aye. And he's sort of like, what? And the whole time he said, right, okay, we're doing this, right, and you need to disable the arm, the, the fucking alarms last. And there's a group in the background just <laughs> breaking the alarm, going, what are we doing first? And then provides the rest. And it was, as all this shit happens, they throw the leg down. He's like, oh no, I, I was joking about the leg. Like, oh man, I paid the guy like 30 grand. <laughs> um, I have a bone for this. <laughs> ah, maybe the films are 15. <laughs> uh, but that's it. Uh, we get like a little brief Thanos Ronin like, Skype yeah. session where he just like, talks to them. So, um, nah, so like, you, you get minimal uh, Thanos interaction, which yeah. again I think just frustrates a lot of people. Yeah, well, he's at the end of... And he's, a, he's in the event of um, the fourth. No, I guess the end of the first Avengers. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy and the end of the second Avengers. Was he not at the end of four? Don't think so. Because is that no who Loki gets his powers from? No, I think he got his scepter from that guy. But, like, like, all this stuff happened in yeah. the first Avengers. Um. But it's, aye, it all goes in. I'm trying to think, like, James Gunn's kind of done this really well in the sense that he's created, like, a really rich, bright, colourful universe. Like, if this wasn't, like, connected to Marvel, and instead this film on its own, I, I think it would still get this giant, like, it is, it's a 100% a, like a summer blockbuster, uh, Box office success. It's Star Wars without being Star Wars. It's aye, it's like on the fucking 2010 version. I was just trying to think what had there been of this sort of film 
Uh, maybe I have something to say that. It's just what it sounds like. At no point does anybody actually research it. There's no sort of thing. It's just, ah, we have this item that we job. want to get money for, but you're sort of thinking, well, why is it so valuable? And it's until that point, which is a good sort of hour, hour and 20 minutes into the film, mm-hmm. before you even find out what it is and what the whole Ah, that's it. When they get the collected kind of reveals the fucking history of this thing and what it could lead to. Because I'm, I'm trying to think, the collector had already got the Tesseract at that point? Uh, no, I think Did that... Did not get it in the first Avengers? They the left, like, at the end of the first Avengers, it was like Loki and Thor returned to like Asgard and yeah. they, they had the Tesseract with them. Did they not have the collector at the end? That was at the end of the second Thor movie when second they had was that the before Reds. This. this that was uh, before this. So that was because that last scene was uh, from the director James Gunn yeah. as well. Like he must have just filmed that scene of I the two Thor characters dropping off the and it's like the bloodstone and like a yeah, the red the red gem. They, they passed like, yeah. that on to the collector and he's like dark energy dark matter something like that. that. Yeah. And it was like. One down, four to go. Yeah, that's like, so technically what two things there, so you thought it really seems like a trap feature or Aye. But then, I suppose if you hadn't watched Thor, then you can't really bring anything that into it. They, they gloss over it, like, there's, when he's discussing it, like, Groot's sitting looking at, like, all the fucking monitors in the background, and you can see the, the, the Tesseract cube, you can yep. see the, this dark man, the red one, and, like, just kind of scrolling through it, so, like, Obviously that's just a week, like, fan fodder, just letting yeah. people know that all this shit's connected. Because what you'd like to have happen is, like, because this eventually explodes and blows the place up. And you expect, like, well, that stuff in there. But one thing is actually hard, and you're thinking, if you've got that, day, it's just like absorbed in, or... Aye. Because, um, Like a nip going off there, it's just... Pretty much, but all that happens, and even the dog's like, I'm fine. Yeah, just like a... Cosmo the space dog. And that's like a nice little touch, because that's like a character from the comic books, like, from like the first dog that was sent in the space. Seemingly he's got, well, kind of a red or a four, but it's not a Cosmo space dog. Um, somebody brought in the Garden of the Galaxy comics, and it was like Groot and stuff, and that was the one they were all keen. It's like, oh, we're shit about Groot, but we're shit about, uh, like, fucking any of them, Star-Lord. This one here is fucking a holy <laughs> gem. It's like, see this dog? Oh. Um, it can have my bone energy. Let's get away from that subject. Uh, what, about, what do you think of like the action sequences? Like, there is a fair few fights in this oh, one. We get, we, and it's mixed up. You get some of your like slapsticks or uh, like proper fight scenes, where it's like Gamora's got her hand to hand or sword combat yeah. like, against Nebula towards the end. Uh, Star Lord's running around getting all John Woo with dual pistols. Same with, like Rocket Raccoon. Uh, groups like. Screaming at things, uh, turning his hands in the bushes. <laughs> so <laughs> all that uh, fucking big days being the strong man, uh, beating shit up. But then like, you actually have these really decent uh, like space battles, like when they're in spaceships, yeah. uh, like trying to stop the accusers, like his spaceship uh, plowing yeah. into like the Nova or whatever. Ah, it's space Earth. Like they're waiting for all that shit to happen. So. All the Nova Prime like a big fucking fish net, which was pretty smart. They all teamed up, done that. Uh, but it was this. It was almost like a thing. This probably actually would have been a pretty trippy film in 3D. Like for all those scenes, uh, 
the guys and the yeah. spaceships. It's almost like a, it feels like it had a, like a roller coaster feel of the camera being the back of the ship as they're going up and down. And See, I was like, this point shots. here was uh, with Michael. Yeah, 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 his sort of crew, because I'm sort of jumping close at this point. Aye, ten space players. You expect them, well, they sort of do fucking over, but they don't at the same time. Aye. Like, at this point, them, they sort of do a massive U-turn, and as the sort of the battle commences, this is when I expect them to chuck a curveball into like, sort of either Steel Cube or something for the next film, because mm -hmm. this film was really, really got famous at the end of it. You don't actually, there is no logical progression for the next one. I suppose it's not like all the sort of Avenger films that mm -hmm. enter, the sort of end, you're like, oh, well, they could, they could just leave a franchise there and. Aye. Ah. Or like, fucking something happened the very next day and then they're off again with more money. But yeah, but as somebody that doesn't have any, any insight into the Guardians world, exactly. it's one of those things that you don't know what. You don't know what Spider-Man is lined up next. Like, yeah, Batman's the feet of the Joker's like, oh fuck, he might go for the Penguin next, or Two-Face, like, you, you know, know how yeah. many folk are lined up that could be used in these movies, where so Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. you're only really left with Thanos, and you think, he's too big a fish for them, right? Yeah. Like, that has to be the Avengers. Or everybody in a one that, that has to be how it finishes. Because it has to be the Guardians, What's the point if of the, the Guardians, Guardians are the only ones that can touch and survive absorbing these items. Mm -hmm. Well, is it going to be a case that you can have the Avengers, X-Men, Spider-Man, just whoever you can get all in a one-off, and then them all holding hands in the line like a big bunch of sort of weirdos. But yeah, you don't scare us because we can hold hands and sing flower songs and then <laughs> they're like, woo! And just, yeah, just, just drop the meat right there. A big circle of meat, I right in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> it blows and it's just like, his commode. It's just Thor <laughs> on his own with all these burnt pops of the room. I hope to be there. I guess. Because of the singed eyebrows. Um, right, towards the end, like, what did you think? Like, one of the bones to bear for a lot of people was this weird distraction dance that caught a lot of people off guard. Was like, right, here's Golden Accuser, he's got the fucking. The powerful gem in his hammer, he can destroy anything he wants. Here's Star Lord, why is he dancing? What's what's going on? Anyway, I'm just trying to distract you, big turd blossom. And that was enough for like Drax to fucking hit him with like a rock well, not hit him, hit the hammer with a rock yeah. launcher to disintegrate that. I think that was. It was thought like when absorbed the orb. You'd expect it to then become all powerful, opposed to being so. I think the rocket would kind of just disintegrate yeah, on impact. Bounce off it, or mm -hmm. it's just one of these things that you expect. Like anything that's been built in such a way, of it's a weapon of mass destruction, or has so many, so much power, and, and nothing. Hmm. Like within the week, like even if that next to the Tesseract and Loki's staff, and it would just disintegrate. It's just sort of, it would probably blow up or it would do something, eh? And ah, I think it was kind of somehow predict. Uh, considering how the they touch it, it just becomes all powerful. They all start going fucking nuts and burning up. Uh, and ah. It's just, I don't know, it's just a bit of light down with that. And as you're saying, they have made a paper thing villain for the film, but you have to give him some sort of credit. Even his fight was a bit sort of... That's like Why are you dancing, boy? I'm just distracting you. Fight over. Uh, and but mate, it's, it's to be honest, like and it's just the whole uh, the, um, the, the cheese is like yeah, we're the galaxy bitches. Aye, well that's it. Like they, I think they always have to have that moment. Is that we need to say this like a name. We need to identify ourselves as a team. 
Did you say more words? Like, no, just me. Like, I, well, no, at that point it was fucking Kinlan. Like, that was like the ship going to crash, and they're like, climb in, I've, I've made a bush. Became, I'm a bird's uh, nest. Michael Ripper's magic wand. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, because I was like, the fucking rocket raccoons, like, pick up a wee twig on. Right? Well, I'll make a wee fire letter and bring them back. It's one of those heavenly things that happened to him beforehand. Aye, because that's a bit. Into a plant pot, regrow is like, hi guys! It's almost like uh, accident at work. It's like zero. It's like, oh man, he must have had maybe three or four months to get that size. Ah, oh, we're doing quite well. Like, not setting it the sun under a magnifying glass at all. I quite like that at the, the end, we touch it's just him in the plant pot and just sort of like. Exactly, it was like just a wee happy note to get fucked. Like with fucking Jackson's five playing in the background. Big Dave's sit and uh, fucking polishing his knives, has a look, he, he freezes. Like, he had knives? Looking at a ball of it, using them. But, but, uh, this is going to be like, this is like a Chris Pratt shotgun all through Jurassic Park, but it's like, it's there, it's like, all shiny, but I'm never going to use this. Ah. It's like, this is the opposite, it's going to be like, for every film now on, like, he's going to have knives and it's going to be this holy grail weapon, it's like, it's fucking, ah. Right, so, um. Do you have any last, any other notes, talking points, in the no, really, no. Right, I put a message out to like cos, different cosplaying communities this afternoon, yeah. asking what ideas would they want in a sequel. Yeah. But I think we're getting a sequel maybe 2017, yeah, like two or two or three years time. I'll, I'll probably miss it, but it'll be years So I asked them like, what would they want in a sequel? So some people came back saying Vans Astro, uh, aka uh, Major Victory. Who seems that in the comic book seems to be like a founding member of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. But when searching like for information on him, Google Images always has pictures of him carrying Captain America's shield. Okay. So not clear what that's about, but so it could be interesting. But maybe if it's just Is there a nod, battle between the two of them then or who knows, like possibly. Um some people say more Cosmo the Space Dog. Maybe they want like just more like now they can fucking rocket raccoon riding on the back of a space dog. While holding Groot as a sword. Ah, uh, Groot's walking the dog. Fetch. <laughs> um, the majority of people said they want Thanos to actually do something. Well, I'm trying to think, he's surely going to have to be in like, the Civil War when it gets to sort of some big... Uh, no, I was thinking it's a war, he's probably just not mentioned at all. I no, think no, I mean, there's going to be, like, past the Civil War, when it's, he's going to be the one that either unifies everybody again to fight him, or... Mm. It's, how, how do they actually look? We're going for a Civil War here. <coughs> it's going to fight. It's not one of the things that's just going to end it's like, okay, we'll shake hands and all get back together. There's going to have to be something to unify them. So you can have your Civil War film, or oh, possibly one more Avengers film after that, and then you bring him in. Because he could be battling with the Guardians, he can trounce them, and then it gets to the point of, right, Guardians will have to come and bring everybody together for mm -hmm. one super film to end those, or it'll be a double platter or something. Well, that's it, because there's your Captain America Civil War. That, might, that could still finish on a Fallout, and it might not be until Avengers Infinity War, where they have to unite then. Yeah. And then you'll left the year to find out how it ends. And so there's there's different there's thousands of ways they could end yeah. it. Um some people suggested that they should have a teenage group still dancing in a plant pot. Like he, he just not finished, he's not a stoner group. Turning out the oven a wee bit too soon. Um, and then somebody 
suggested what if it has like a tie-in with the Avengers. Say Guardians of the Galaxy happened before the the first Avengers team up movie. Yeah. And in this sequel, it kind of has the Guardians bumping into Loki and Thanos, and the whole like how Tony Stark flew a, a nuke yeah. up into space. How that kind of affects them. That nuke going off and how it pisses off Thanos and like all this shit happens and then the fallout of like a nuke going off in space. Yes, that that could be its own film in its own right of the Guardians versus Avengers. Ah, I, I think it would go that far, like if they manage to identify this threat and then manage to find a way into air. But like that's some idea Fox thrown out there. Fuck knows what they're going to do, but like. The only one I thought, which I'm surprised nobody jumped on, was the whole mystery back behind like uh, Star Wars' father. Yeah. Because he is, he was revealed at the end of the movie as basically half alien. Yeah. Like, right, he had, he had his mother on Earth. She's obviously slept with a spaceman, and like he's the sole reason why he didn't explode when he was holding like that Infinity yeah. Gem because he had like he's a mixed race. Aye. So. I don't mean like he's half Hispanic. Um. Right, so that's what the cosplayers thought. Uh, trivia, what notes did you gather? Um, right, well, we know Vin Diesel yeah, spoke well, many languages. Um, start off with Drax, Batista, yep. wife of the role, well, didn't really know much about it. Ah. He was offered it. He then broke down in tears being offered it <laughs> in a public place, which I want to see a big man. He then cry. disappeared for a month and read every comic on Guardians of the Galaxy he could ever find to try and buff up his knowledge, which I thought was quite a. Oh, that's a, maybe a quite a method. Because he's done quite a few. Um, he's set in the role. Yeah, well, it, I'm trying to put his. He's just finished doing. James Bond Spectre. Well, that's what he's doing, right? But right. before this. It's not like Iron Fist or... Aye, those, those uh, comes with films from the RZA. Which were actually, I, I saw one of them and it was quite good. Mm. Like, it, it wasn't something I expected him to be in, but it was, I suppose it was it broke him into acting, which... Yeah. He had, he had a few sort of bitty parts before that, but um, I, do, I do like the fact that he's went on and sort of researched what he's been offered. Mm. Uh, Vin Diesel, there were several languages where he touched the rest of what learned in Russian, Mandarin, Spanish, Portuguese, German and French. Say I am Groot, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure in every language is I am Groot. Well, that's, it could just be like the problem of saying tax. Ah, exactly. Uh, the next one was um, James Gunn stated, well, said to Chris Pratt in his edition that he didn't, um, he loved it so much that he didn't want him to lose weight, and he would happily draw abs on a flabby guy. <laughs> so I, I thought that was quite a nice, piece, sort of positive. It's like if you're that good, I don't care if you're fat, you go. but go get yourself a six pack. Hi, we've got three months. Go. Right, a uh, box office budget. The film was made on a budget of one hundred seventy million dollars. Yeah. How much did you think it pulled in worldwide? Oh, it's got to be a good. Is that today or is this just like sort of? I guess it's just I'm today. I'm guessing about four hundred million or something like that. Seven hundred seventy-four million dollars worldwide. So I, I get my end of sequel. Yeah. <laughs> um. Internet's rating of... So see, the, the, the money wise, does that include all your franchise, your toys, your all that sort of stuff? So does that come into that this? That is just all movie tickets. Because you think how much for the merch Oh, well, right. Remember when all those Sony documents, like, they revealed facts that 
Disney make maybe about 30 million a year off of Spider-Man merchandise alone. Yeah. And Sony Pictures can't make any Spider-Man merchandise. They can only make Spider-Man movies. Yeah. So they're going at, like each other. They're just l- losing all that money. money. So I guess that's whole part of that big measure. The fact that Marvel now has Spider-Man like must yeah. have come off a deal. Maybe split. Nah, they'll never split the merchandise. But well, Marvel still is. I know Disney, Sony, whatever. At the end of the day, if it's a Marvel production, surely Marvel have the rights to whatever they want whenever no, they want. That, but Marvel's owned by Disney, so that it all comes under the mouse. <laughs> right, uh, Internet's reaction to Guardians of the Galaxy, IMDb rated it 8.1 out of 10. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, how do you get done? I'll go for 8 to 1. Then. 91. 91. 10 off. Uh, that is based on... 263 positive reviews to 24 negative. That's, that's a pretty shit low review. So normally a few thousand, especially if I'm going to get this sort of time. Mm. Uh, I think this comes down to like what correct reviews are really yeah. contributed to the site and which ones they've managed to pull for like, the papers. Uh, the audience rated at 93%, so they liked that a little bit better. Uh, let's see, top three rotten reviews. Uh, Brad Keith of Columbus Alive. I predict fans will eat this up, but I was hoping for something more accessible. 2.5 out of 4. Who rates out of 4? Uh, the San Diego Reader wrote, Marvel puts its heart on its sleeve with a story of healing power of friendship, but that sleeve is stained with blood, spit, and other bodily fluid. 1 out of 5. Oh, that's another 1 out of 5. Uh, Impulse Gamer, why are they reviewing this? Um, once touted as the riskiest film to date, it is artistically and politically a conservative film as Marvel Studios have ever made. Okay. Fair enough. Alright, but now it all really comes down to what we think uh, for the five finger film punch. How many fingers do you give to the guys? Three and a half, maybe? I mean, I've not bought it. Mm-hmm. So I thought there, I probably wouldn't go my way to watch it too many times. Aye. I might watch it once more for the next film. Aye, that, that's it. I think a lot of us will go through the same thing. Like, if there's anything, including the box set, fair enough, bash on. Yeah. I would probably be maybe a 3.5 closer to a 4. Like, if yeah. there was a. I'd probably have a look to see if it had any decent special features. Like, that's usually a make or break if you're committing to buying something like. Is enough content on here yeah. to get like a little extra out of it behind the scenes, commentaries, deleted scenes, like is there more to this movie that we haven't seen? So I would have a way looking at it. Eh. Aye. It'd be learning more about characters for the next film, I think. Mm-hmm. You sort of, everyone's touched on them, but it's just. But that's even like they had that, that joke at the very end where like Howard the Duck being one of the collector's yeah. items. And like just the whole fact that why, why did they go for him and what was this idea? Because there was something about it that it wasn't always the Marvel property or his his the rights to that is owned by someone else. Because yeah. right after they did that scene, had to quickly come up to him. Howard did that created by this guy. Don't sue us. Um, royalties. <laughs> I say it's probably a revived like for so many people like for these writers that have known them anything for ages or have. Use up all their talents, and that's them just kind of getting the pennies of what books are still actually selling. Yeah. But then to have one of their characters fucking thrown at the tail end of a film, it might be alright. 
And I've got a decent little no check. There was like a fucking Spielberg movie that I'd done ages ago, and it was like a man in a suit, and it was pretty like, uh, it was pretty dark as well. I'm pretty sure there's like proper alien creatures. I watched it I'm religiously though, like a child, just because of like a a duck fighting aliens and scantily clad a woman at one point. It was the 80s. Oh, watch this. <laughs> um, so you right. the next film. Scantily clad, <laughs> that's my reason. I don't think I can watch How the Duck Blue. Maybe one day. Uh, our connection for the next podcast. I've kept it easy. I'm going for, uh, obviously, this is you. This is, you've had your two shots. So you'll be at the back of the line for a few episodes. So me on the next show, we're going to be discussing Super. The Rain Wilson, Ellen Page, superhero movie. Kind of superhero movie from James Gunn. And I have it on DVD. So it's just like on the shelf. So... I can finally crack the plastic on it. Oh, I, I, I asked you bought it for me about three years ago. It's probably oh, still in the plastic. So finally, I get a chance to redeem myself and rip it open, watch it, and go. So the review, it better be worth it. You've got to tune in to fucking films and swearing and find out. Uh, so right, that's us. Really, filmsandswearing.com. Uh, if you go to our website right now, you'll see all my uh, reviews from the Edinburgh International Film Festival. There's four. Reviews into the eight films we're seeing. Yeah. So slowly getting there. Enjoying uh, films so far. Well, they're not bad. Like there, there's not been any shit films. Yeah. Like. Uh, fancy the one that Robert Car. Robert Carlyle's. Oh, one, the um, legend of fucking Betty Broom or. Aye, fucking Barry the hairdresser that kills people. I thought that looked quite like quite a laugh. But it doesn't look too bad. Exactly. Uh, so all that information is on filmsandswearing.com. The same with our Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash filmsandswearing. I want to try and get our Facebook page up to a thousand likes. Currently I have 75. What? So come on guys, let's, <laughs> let's get in there. Let's push those numbers up. Let's get, let's get a thousand, eh? Well you've got more listeners in the sun show then. Aye. So facebook.com forward slash filmsandswearing. Uh, following that. Twitter, uh, I want a thousand followers. I've 110. I've lost one in the last 24 hours. <laughs> so come on, guys, let's get like another uh, 890 followers. I'm worth it, honestly. The Edinburgh fucking film festival. Don't look at me unless I get over a thousand followers on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, uh, that's it. Tune in next week to find out what we think of Super. Till then, fuck off and shoot in next week. Michael, you just need to fuck off. <laughs> See you in a month. <laughs> 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 <laughs>